Let's just give thanks unto the Lord for the wonderful worship we will led through this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning. You may be seated. God bless you. Wonderful. Good morning, church. Hope we had a good weekend thus far. It shall be better in Jesus' name. God has got something prepared for you before the end of this month. And I'm confident that as you trust in him, you will step into what he has prepared for you. That statement I've just said is not part of the message at all. So take that as a prophetic utterance from the Lord. I say one more time, God has prepared something special for you this month. And your hands will touch it in the name of Jesus. Father, we present ourselves before you once again. From our heads right to the tip of our toes, they are all yours. And so we ask that by your spirit, you will speak to us all once again. Not only speak, but you will help us to do what you will want us to do. And we are absolutely confident that you will do your own part. And your name shall be glorified forever. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Praise the Lord again. A Bible test for today's message is taken from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 1 to 40. Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 1 to 40. Hallelujah. I will start. (laughs) The plan is not to read it all, but for you to go back home and finish it. Verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. Somebody say testimony. By faith we understand that the world's or the eons, that is, the ages, were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Hallelujah. We will pause there and just quickly look at the well-known definition of faith. The substance of things hoped for and the evidence or the reality or the assurance of things that are not yet seen. Then it goes on in verse 3 to say, By faith we understand that the words were framed. That is, it's not cosmos, he's saying there, he's thinking about eons. And eons means ages, periods of life. For instance, we are living in a particular age now, and historians or theologians or whatever, they name this particular age, as the postmodern age. So he says, by the word of God, we can form or refashion whatever age we are in. 
And so that gives me assurance that hopes are not lost. I say hopes are not lost. Even though laws that are unbiblical are being formed every day, God can still reshape the society by his word. If you will believe it, he will reshape it. Even though here in Scotland, votes were cast a few months back, a few years now, and the agreement was that, you know, there's going to be same-sex marriage. In Ireland, over the week, also the same thing happened. Do not be afraid. The ages are shared by the word of God. And this age shall be shaped by the word of God. Shall be reformed by the word of God. In respect of what man says, ages are formed and shaped by the word of God. Then, the cross of our message today, verse 4. It says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gift, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. Verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken away. So that he did not see death. And was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony. Somebody said testimony. testimony. That he pleased God. Verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is God. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Verse 7. By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Hallelujah. That's the first block. In my Bible, it says, faith at the dawn of history. Then it goes on to verse 8. It says, by faith, Abraham. Verse 9, by faith, he dwelt. Verse 11, by faith, Sarah herself um, also received strength to conceive seed. Amen. Are you getting the trend now? And then it goes on to verse 17. Still talking about Father Abraham. He says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. It goes on to verse 20. By faith, Isaac also blessed Jacob. We are now on Isaac. Verse 21, uh-huh. by faith, Jacob. 22, right away. Everybody, by faith. Verse 23. Hallelujah. That's Mrs. Points. And um, verse 24. By faith, Moses himself. And then you can go on through the scripture. So if you were to title this message, what shall you call it? By faith. And what should be the conclusion of it? By faith. By faith. By faith, Chris. Because a testimony must be written about me. A testimony must be written about you. And it shall be by faith, Chris Benle. It's just by faith. And so, that is the word of the Lord unto you today. Faith is not optional. It is mandatory. It is not something that a few people get. He said it is impossible to please God except by faith. And I hope we will be able to grasp that message of faith today. Faith is the currency of heaven. 
You cannot get anything from heaven except by faith. As much as God is a caring God, as much as God is a loving God, he does not respect prayer without faith. He does not respect crying without faith. Yes, we can cry before him. We can weep before him. But if there's no faith behind it, it has no value in heaven. Faith is the way we get things done in the kingdom of God. There's nothing mystical about it. It is a simple trust based on the word of God. And it's only by faith from Genesis right on to Revelation that all the people recorded had good report. Praise the name of the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. If you put that up very quickly for me, please. By faith. For we walk by faith and what? Not by sight. And through the scripture, if anyone that bases his life on what he sees, just on what he or she sees, there's a limit to where the person can go. If I were to base my coming in here today on what my mind will tell me, on what you know, my eyes are seeing, or even on possibly on what my body feels, I won't be able to stand before you. I'm standing before you because I believe that beyond my experience, that's an experience. Beyond my feeling, there is also another action that is coming behind that. And that is what the Lord is saying unto us today. So, to help us to understand this, we will look at faith, as it were, from the way it is manifesting in life. Because every one of us, every day we have faith that must manifest. And so I will talk about the work of faith. I will talk about the leap of faith. And what should be the third one? Eh? Flight of faith. Simple. So Solomon will finish the rest of the sermon now. Make him feel welcome. The work of faith. Step by step trust in God for a life that conforms to his promises. That's the work of faith. And as I say, it's a daily thing. It's part of the faith you would need to stay saved and heaven bound. Because sometimes we feel as if we are not heading for heaven. Where you need to enter that road first. You need to be born again first. You need to know that you've committed your heart unto the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then you will need faith to stay saved. (laughs) Oh yes, one of these days, one will wake up and say, I'm not sure anymore. Because you cannot base it on your feelings. You cannot even base it on your feelings. Yesterday, she thought of something she shouldn't think about. Just this morning, he was considering to do something he was not supposed to consider. She was going to probably go to work and just hide the truth. But irrespective of that, we must believe that Christ that has purchased us is keeping us to the very end. Is that not the truth? So, is by faith. You cannot. I've, I've had some, and one of the commonest manifestations when people, and we need to be very upfront about this, when people sometimes feel depressed or possibly clinically depressed is that their faith begin to shake. And I, I missed that a few times before until the Lord opened my eyes to it. I had one or two of people came in and I said, Love. and there are fervent believers. They said, I don't even believe what I, I don't know what I believe anymore. I'm considering, I'm thinking that I've been a fake all along. That is the devil. So it takes faith to know 
Once you have made your confession about Jesus Christ to know that you are heaven bound and you will get there. It takes faith. Will there be challenges? There will be challenges. Romans chapter 6 verse 14 tells me as much. He said that sin shall not have dominion over you. It shall not have dominion over you. John 10, 29. John chapter 10, verse 29. He says, that day that the Father has given unto me, he said what? He said, none, none can take them out of my hand. None can snatch them out of my hand. What a confidence. What a joy. I also, in my daily walk, in my walk of faith, I need faith to believe God that the gospel will prosper irrespective of statistics. Because if, if we were to look around... We might as well close shop. Statistics keep telling us by 2025, the church attendance will have gone so low that churches will not be sustainable. But I know they said that about 2015 as well. We are still here. It takes faith. It takes faith. By 2050, depending on whichever research you are looking into, they say Islam will be the biggest religion in the UK. It takes faith. An assurance in my heart to say that Islam by 2050 will not even be heard of in this nature. <laughs> so you can't base it on statistics. Statistics will tell you that with all the laws being made and things seem to be turning against Christ, that we are in the post-Christian era. I know Christianity, the last revival is just about to happen. Well, why am I saying this? Yes, I was told that many years back. Saying that there is very little hope. For one, to even gather 10 people in Abaddon to do church. I know churches that came and started. But by faith, we believe that the gospel will stand. By faith, we believe. Jesus Christ has said, I will build my church. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Matthew 16, verse 18. What will he say? I will build my and the gates of hell shall not stand. It takes faith to believe that. We can't, and, and so let faith rise up in you. Hallelujah. Let faith rise up in you. Part of your work of faith is faith to trust God for your daily sustenance. Ha, ha, ha. In times like this. No good thing will you withhold from them that walk uprightly. Psalm 84 verse 11. No good thing. Is food good? Don't pretend. Is food good? Yeah. <laughs> Food is good. I like food, so eat it at the right time. And you do too. And God has said, I will not withhold that from you. Many of us have been close in recent times or in distant past unto not knowing what you're going to eat at night. But faith tells you that you will not starve. Or if you're not close unto that yet, yours might just be the mortgage. Faith tells me you will pay it. <laughs> Yours might just be the rent. Faith tells me that you will meet that obligation at the end of the month. That's faith. That's the daily work of faith. To believe that irrespective of what you are saying. Psalm 37 verse 25. Psalm 37 verse 25. I have been young, uh-huh, and now I'm not old yet. It was David, okay? Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Mind your confession. Hallelujah. One to go. I have been young, and now I'm old, said David. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. No. I will still read this without comma in future. Did you get that? Uh-huh. If the Lord tarries at 90, I hope to still read that I've been young. 
and now I'm old. So we need to have that confidence that God will sustain us. Number four, faith to receive your blessings of children. Exodus 23 verse 26. It says, none shall cast their young or be barren. And you will not be an exception. What does no one mean? No one means what? No one means what? If you put numbers on it, what is no one? So when you're doing the statistics and zero divided by, you know, whatever stays zero. No one. And it takes faith to believe that. Irrespective of your age. It takes faith to receive your f- blessing of a husband or wife. Proverbs 18.22. Proverbs 18.22. He that findeth a wife in her. So woman, you are a good thing. And since good things must be found, you must be found. And the man... Because you have obtained favor of the Lord, you will find something good. It's faith to make you believe that. And faith to live out the number of your years. Without worry, without fear, without any comma that you will live the number of your days. So we've talked about the work of faith. Amen? And what does the work of faith tell me? It tells me that for my daily work, for my daily living, for everything that I do, as I trust in the Lord, it shall come to pass. But there are also times when you just don't work, you need to leap. And in Genesis chapter 12, and some of you will be called to the leap of faith very soon. It's a good amen. We can come with some challenges. If the Lord will help you, you will surmount those challenges. In Genesis chapter 12, I read from verse 1. Genesis 12, verse 1. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Somebody say amen to that. And make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. Wow. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. If Abraham did not listen to the rest of the conversation or the rest of the instruction from God, he would have turned a blind eye, he would have turned a deaf ear, and he would have just walked away. God started with, Abraham, get out of your country from your family. That's not a good thing to hear. But the blessings and the enumeration of the blessings followed. Many times when God says, stop doing something. If you don't stop, there are consequences to it. If you are raising a child, one of the things we need to tell them often, and which I used to tell you know, um, my children for years, is that you see, I've shared that with you before. They can be doing everything until the moment you say, stop now. Have you been there before? You know, they can be standing on their heads. They can be swinging from the pillar. They don't do that often, though. You know, they can do all sorts of things. But there is something within a parent that says it's enough. And immediately you say it's enough, not because you see anything. They take one more step. It just leads to trouble. Now, don't you know that's what our Heavenly Father does sometimes? We can be going a particular way. And God, because he wants to move me to a new level, he may bring something in my path. And all I have to say is that I give myself away. 
I hold nothing back. If you say you want to take that from me, I know you're bringing something better. If you want to move me from this location, I know the next location will be better for me as well. So, Abraham heard that part of the message and thank God he listened to the rest. And all the blessings followed. But the catch of it was in verse 4. So, Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Hallelujah. He acted as God has spoken to him. God will move you to do unusual things. Will you go ahead and do it? Because behind it, there will be a lot of blessings. And many a times, God will call you to leap. He will call you to do things that you never have planned for. If this had been a normal interactive session, many of you have taken steps before in which you leapt. You took a step that naturally you will not take. And God has backed you up. Number three, very quickly, before we take time to pray and minister this morning into the afternoon. What was the final one we said again? Flight of faith. This is an unusual step whereby the Holy Spirit will carry you to do one major thing after another. And for those that are saying amen unto that, get prepared as well. When it's a flight of faith, you will shock your own self. You find out that you are doing one exploit after another, and it's as if you are becoming invisible. A person that has been struggling to, you know, even just, you know, take a little step out of his own comfort zone, you find yourself challenging the enemy. You find yourself going into territories that you normally would not have gone into. And a classical example is 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 1 to 46. 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 1 to 46. Daily, you need to have a work of faith. Are you still on the same page with me? I say, daily, your work of faith must continue. From time to time, the Lord will call you to take a leap of faith. But if the Lord delights in you, he will give you a flight of faith. And that's what he gave Elijah here. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience for him, but it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience that made him to appear to the Lord Jesus Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience that made the book of James to refer unto him and use him as the very essence of prayer. If you want a man that pray, go for him. What was it? It was that flight of faith that he had. This man took five solid steps that are mind-boggling. Number one, in verse 15. Prior to this time, Elijah has been hiding. He's been afraid of hair. He prophesied over the nation of Israel. He said, that's my word in chapter, chapter 17, verse 1. He said, there shall be no rain or dew in the land of Israel. And the Bible said, according to the word of Elijah, so it was. Then as the famine was going on, this man was hiding because Ahab was looking for him. She, parents started killing their children to eat. So it became a very dicey situation. And the man was saying, look, I need to be very wise here. I need to watch my head. Then suddenly faith came upon him. And that's what I'm telling somebody here. If you have been hiding, maybe very soon it's time for you to appear again. I know the man who has never visited his village of birth. Because any man that goes there, they die. He's never visited. In fact, as he was growing up, he was so worried that he said there's so much pressure on him to go back to his village. Because if the parents should die without him visiting the village, they will make it very difficult for him. And to the extent that we needed to believe God for him to go back. So if you have been in hiding, the word of the Lord to you is that you will come out of hiding. 
and he will take the flight of faith in which the Holy Spirit will carry you. Elijah came out of hiding in verse 15. Prior to that, verses 1 to 14, the Bible says that Elijah was, no, God told him earlier on, he said, Elijah, it's about time to go and present yourself to Ahab. That's verse 1 of chapter 18. And God says, I will send rain on the earth. That rain didn't come until many months later. Then, Obadiah, who was another person helping to look for Elijah, eventually saw Elijah and he said, ah, oh man of God, you are here. And then he said, please, come with me. And Elijah said, no, I'm not coming with you. He said, if I come with you, the challenge is that, you know, um, if, if you don't come with me, I'm afraid that if I tell Ahab that you are here and we come, God must have made you to have disappeared again. So the man said, okay, I will come with you. So he went with him and God told him to present himself. Challenge number one, he came out to seek those that were killing him. When faith comes, I repeat once again, you will come out of hiding. Number two, you will challenge those that were troubling you in verse 18. Of First Kings chapter 18, verse 17, I read. Then it happened when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said to him, Is that you, O troubler of Israel? And Elijah answered, but he said, I have not troubled Israel, but you uh-huh, and your father's house have, and that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and have followed the bars. What he said will have made his head to come down from his head his head to come down from his neck. But because faith was alive in this man, he spoke it and he got away with it. You read further down, he challenged the prophets of Baal. He challenged them and he said, you call down on your God and I will call on my God. And God showed up for him. He did not do that alone. He killed the prophet of Baal. He did not do that alone. After he killed them, it's now time to do constructive miracles. I hope you know there are destructive miracles and constructive miracles. Many of us, we are too concerned only doing constructive miracles. If God has called you, there will be times when you will need to do destructive miracles. Uh, you don't want to hear that. Because in the book of Acts, chapter 5, the apostles, they did destructive miracles. Um, I'm praying God, he will spare me some of that in Jesus' name. But there was this man, he killed the prophets, but he brought rain so that others would not die. And what I'm talking about here is all about the flight of faith, which I'm assured of the Lord will come your own way as well. In closing, how do I make my faith work better? I've shown you the kind of faith you should have. I've shown you, you know, uh, the various areas, not exhaustive, in which you can apply your faith, whether it's job, whether it's family. But how can I increase my faith? How can I make my faith better? And when people talk about getting better in your faith, there are three words we tend to use. Number one, we say you develop your faith. Sometimes we say you grow your faith. Or sometimes you say you increase your faith. Now, they all come with particular synonyms that will help us to understand what it means. When we say develop your faith, we are looking at faith as muscle. And if you are going to grow muscles to be able to carry things, I need to challenge you that you need to exercise those muscles. You need to exercise your faith. I don't know whether you go to the gym, but if you go to the gym, you will discover that when you're exercising those muscles, they can ache. They can ache. Or whether 
you know, you, you're trying to build any part of your body and you are working hard on it, they can ache. But the good part is that they get stronger. So to develop your faith, you need to take challenges. We run away from challenges too much. In actual fact, oppositions, they've got opportunities hidden in them. Many a times, the current climate of jobs, the current climate of economic downturn in, 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 in Aberdeen and all the rest of that, there are opportunities hidden in them. And when we develop our faith, we will see those opportunities and we go after them. Number two, you can grow your faith. When we say grow your faith, what are you talking about? A seed. A seed. When you put the seed onto the ground, the seed will grow again. How do I grow my faith? You need to nurture your faith with the word of God that you are hearing now. Faith cometh by hearing and what? Hearing the word of God. Faith needs to grow. Don't let's run away from, from things that will make our faith to grow. Many at times, instead of us confronting issues on our own, we run to people. And yet there are opportunities and it is okay to run to people. But you can deal with matters on your own. That's how to grow your faith. Fail first before you ask for help. You know, many at times we don't, we don't want to fail at all. Believe God that something will happen. If it does not happen, look for help. Because that's the only way to grow your faith. Will you agree with me that every opposition you come across in life... Inside that opposition, there is a seed, or sorry, there's an opportunity for you to get better. There's an opportunity to get better. The point is that will I seize that opportunity? And will I allow the Lord to use it? I need to close quickly because I'm sensing that God wants faith to be put to action here today. Number three is to do what? Increase your faith. If you are to arrange this one, which one is the highest? Is it to increase your faith, to grow your faith, or to develop your faith? I'm having as many answers as there are people here this afternoon. Turn with me to Luke chapter 17, verses 5 and 6. Praise the name of the Lord. Is somebody still listening to me there? I'm sure the word of the Lord is going to prosper in your life this afternoon. And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. But hear what the Lord said to them. So the Lord said, verse 6, if you have faith as a mustard seed, uh you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it will obey you. Did anybody get the message there? What's the message there? All right. It's not the size. Is that all the message based on what I've just said? You need to use it, okay? Is there any other revelation you got from there? Activate your faith, good. Is there any other message you got from there? All right. Remember when they told the Lord, increase our faith. What were they expecting? For the Lord to put a hand on them, command, heavens open, and Stanley's faith, grow now. That's what they were expecting. The Lord said, that's not how to increase your faith. That to increase your faith, you must use the model of a seed. So of all the methods, even more than developing your muscle, the best way to increase your faith is to use your faith, or see your faith as a seed. And unto everyone, a seed of faith has been given. The day you gave your heart to Christ, you have a seed of faith in you. 
If the brother and the sister that you answered altar call on the same day, or you gave your life to Christ on the same day, as risen father that you have, there's nothing wrong with the seed. It is with the ground that something is wrong. Because the same faith has been put in you that is being put in E.A. Adeboye. That's been put in all the great men of God. God is using all over the world. The difference is that one have decided to develop or to grow their own faith. Make your heart fertile enough for faith to grow. That's why as I'm not asking for challenges and for problems, my mind is made up. I will never be afraid of challenges. My mind is made up. No matter how big. The first question I ask when there's a problem is that, Lord, are you behind this or is it the devil? If it is God that is behind it, my number one confidence is that nothing will make it not to be all right. If it's the devil that is behind it, I have only one duty. What's that duty? Devil, take away your hand. So, I don't know whatever has confronted you this afternoon. Do only one thing. Make up your mind that you will not be flustered in the face of that problem. And that is all the definition of faith. Refusal to be afraid or flustered. Will you have a heart, your heart skipping a beat for a moment? You will. But you must learn to recover quickly. You must learn to know that that is not the end. God has still got something better behind it for me. If you apply that, nothing shall be impossible for you. When Lazarus died, Jesus Christ made up his mind and he said, this is a challenge in our hand, but that's not the end of the story. When he went to the cross, when himself even died, because death is not the end of it all, he knew something is coming after that. Resurrection was coming. I repeat again. Make up your mind from today. Whatever thing that comes across me, I know it will turn out right at the end of the day. You want me to repeat myself again? Whatever I've come across or has come across me, it will turn out for my advantage at the end of the day. Now, the end of that day does not need to be the end of 24th of May 2015. Does not need to be the end of the month. Does not even need to be the end of the year. But down along the line, it will turn out right. I have been there before and I can stand to tell you that God is a faithful God. It may look so dicey. It may look as if there is darkness everywhere. A glorious morning is coming in the name of Jesus. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. This is not the end of the story. I can spend one hour to tell you that over and over and over and over again. But I believe you've gotten it. You will rise on your feet not long from now. When I give you the the, the go ahead to do that. And you will have in your heart that thank you Lord for this situation I'm in. It's actually a stepping stone to a higher ground. It's actually an opportunity to a new territory for me. But nobody can do that for you. All hands can be laid upon you, but you need to believe and believe and believe that this is not the end of the story. Is that difficult to do? That it is not over yet. 
And I hear, I hear the devil try to say loud and clear, but for how long? It's not for how long. It's how well it ends up. It's how well it ends up. Many a times, we allow the devil to make us to be afraid of what we ought not to be afraid of. My mind is made up. That whatsoever I may go through, I will make sure that I will not be moved. I will not be shaken. Because by faith, it shall be said of me that I went through. By faith, it shall be said of you. When the honors have been written, it's not going to be by anything. It's going to be by faith. It shall be said of you and I that we overcame and Christ is glorified in our lives. Faith is not some mystical thing. It's a simple day-to-day step. And you will take the first step this afternoon. You will rejoice in the Lord. I say you will rejoice in the Lord. In the face of that health problem, you will rejoice because God will turn it around for good. And if you want to start doubting what I'm telling you, look at your life. Have you not come out of many things? Are you where you were before? Rise on your feet with me with that confidence. And have that boldness in the living God. And know that by faith, you will have a good testimony. That's why we give testimony every Sunday. Your testimony is coming as well. By faith, I will have a good testimony. You probably will have listened that I try not to give old testimony anymore. I'm due for fresh new testimonies. I have a few testimonies of a few months, so they are too long because they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, oh God. It's about time for something fresh, something new, something glorious. And you will be a particular of that in the name of Jesus. The next few minutes that we have, I want you to just bless the name of the Lord. We can't preach about faith without you exercising your faith. We can't talk about by faith without you taking a stand this afternoon. I'm hearing in my inner voice, in, in, in my spirit, my spirit here right now, that somebody is going to set even a time and say, Lord, by the end of this month, you will do wonderful things. But first of all, say thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to believe for this opportunity to stand and to believe you for mighty things. I give you honor and glory, Father. Be excited about the challenge you are going through. That's a strange thing to say. Be excited about it. Whose report shall you believe? Will you believe the report of the Lord? Or will you believe the report of the world? I shall believe the report of the Lord. Because my story is not concluded yet. Just give him praise in the house and appreciate this God who has fashioned your life, who has prepared you for great things ahead. He will do it. He will do it. He will do it. He will do it. To the glory and the praise of his holy name. Bless him with all your heart. Bless him with all your soul. Bless him with all your might. Let it be known that you are not afraid of anything. When Jesus was standing and was going to raise Lazarus up, he said, Lord, I thank you. You thank God because that particular project that seemed to be stifled, that seemed to not come alive, will come back alive in the name of Jesus. 
I believe everyone here can lift up their hearts, all their voices unto the Lord. And bless him just this afternoon. Oh, we give you thanks, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. Hallelujah. And I never we say Yes, because you are seen in faith. Because your life is not based on what is in your back account now. He has finished the work at Calvary. Thank you, Father. Declare by your life, I am strong in the name of Jesus. 
I'm strong in my faith in the name of Jesus. I'm strong in the exercise of the spiritual gift the Lord has given me. I'm strong in my physical body. He said, let the weak say, let the weak say, let the weak say it. Not think about it. Not mortar it. Let the weak say, I am strong in the name of Jesus. I'm strong in my emotion. I'm strong in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lift up your voices and declare it over yourself. I am rich in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Oh, Father, that's our prayer. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Joel chapter 3 verse 10 says, Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Begin to prepare for a better tomorrow. Begin to prepare yourself for what the Lord is going to do. Begin to retrain yourself for what the Lord has planned for you. Take your eyes away from now. Take your eyes away from yesterday. Take your eyes away from today. Look at your tomorrow in Christ. Look at the tomorrow of the nation in Jesus. Look at the tomorrow of your family members in Christ. And say, I am strong. In the name of Jesus. Every limitation over your life, the Lord has broken right now in the name of Jesus. Declare over yourself, I'm a man or woman of faith. And by faith, I shall have a good testimony. My faith shall grow in the name of the Lord Jesus. Cry unto the Lord with all your hearts. Speak of yourself. I, Chris Bailey, am a man of faith. And by my faith, I shall have a majestic and a proper testimony. A testimony that the world will hear and believe that Jesus is alive. Oh, I do not confess weakness. I do not confess feebleness. I confess strength in the Lord. Let the weak say, I am strong. In that exam, you are strong. In that job, you are strong. In that challenge with your career, you are strong. In your spiritual work, you are not a midget. You are a mighty man, a mighty woman of God. I receive strength of the Lord. Yes, Lord. We are putting our hands into your hand. That will make of us mighty men and women of faith in you. Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Build your church, Lord. Make us strong, Lord. Turn us, Lord. Through your Son. Make us one, Lord. In your body. In the As you sing the body of the hymn, you say, I'm building a people of power. You are that people the Lord is building. 
we are the people the Lord is building. I say you are one of the people the Lord is building. If he says I will build my church, it's not saying that I will build 31 Palmerston Road brick and mortar. It's meaning that I will build the members and attendees in the fountain of love, in the church next door, in the church next door. So what he's saying is that when he says I will build my church, he's saying I will build you. The Lord says I will build you. Lord, build me. I am building a people. Lord. Yes, Lord, I am making a people. Lord, pray. Hey, be faster. That we your voice and say father make us strong so that the nations of the world will know that Jesus the Lord of the church is the ruler of our all in the name of Jesus make us strong strengthen your church one more time help us to possess the gates of the enemy for you Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We are rolling back the onslaught of the enemy. The church will grow. People will come from the street into the kingdom of God. They will be saved. They will be discipled. They will be added unto the church. And I will be one of those that the Lord will use. Lift your church one more time, O oh God. And let us be the one who we carry the government on our shoulders. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Just before I pray for you, Toronto, I will ask that at this very moment you will be bold in your faith. <laughs> I want you to ask of the Lord something very big by human standard something very big the assurance I have of the Lord by special grace is that this particular word he has given you we return with testimonies but ask in faith are you hearing me 
Don't let your life be a life of yesterday. Let your life be a life of now in Christ Jesus. For faith is now. Give you about 30 seconds to one minute. Cry unto the Lord in your heart or with your voice. Let, thank you, Father. Let there be no one here who will not have something that he or she is asking of the Lord. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Thank you, Father. Oh, yes, I know what I've asked of the Lord. I will go back home and write it down today. In all confidence in the Lord, I'm expecting, oh God, a performance of that which my heart has cried unto you. Hacking unto the cry of this your children, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You may bring your prayer to a close. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we thank you. You are the Lord God of faith. You are the originator of faith. Lord Jesus, you told the disciples, they have the faith of God. We cry out unto you, whom the Bible says that God has given unto every man a measure of faith. We pray one more time. That all the help we need, oh God, that our faith will rise and we work and we return testimony. Give us all that help this afternoon in the name of Jesus. One special thing I'm asking of you, Daddy. From today forward, let no one, no one be ever afraid of anything they may be going through or that may come their way because their trust and confidence will be renewed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because fear has torment. Because he that feareth is not perfect in love. And perfect love casteth out fear. Lord, we pray. Our hearts shall be filled with the abundance of your love. And the terror of the enemy shall be far from every one of us in the name of Jesus. As strong people make us, oh God. The ones that cannot be intimidated by the enemy. The one that the terror of the enemy cannot affect at all. When it cannot make us fear. He has lost his power. And so, Lord, we receive the spirit of love. We receive the spirit of power. We receive the spirit of sound mind. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And our faith we grow from today in the name of Jesus. Finally, I declare over your children, by faith. Everyone, we have a testimony in the name of Jesus. That brother that I say, you will have a testimony in the name of Jesus. You, that sister that I say, you will have a testimony in the name of Jesus. All the faith you have is in Christ Jesus. Function in that faith right now in the name of the Lord. 
That's why the Lord is healing somebody right now. Because you have put your trust in him. Because you have challenged yourself, Lord, I prayed about it, but today you've spoken about faith and I put my faith in you. And that healing is completed in the name of the Lord Jesus. And your testimony shall affect the nations. And Jesus shall be glorified in your life. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed.